Yo, what's good, everybody? We are the Dope Nerds, and today I'm chilling with some of the dopest gentlemen on the planet. But first, let me pass it over to these guys before we go any further. What's up, everybody? It's your indomitable, indomitable introvert, uh, Hugh. You know what I do. I handle some of the tech. I just move around, do what I can. I'm your resident actor. And of course, I want to throw it right back over to our historian, hype man hybrid, Big Irv. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Big Irv. You already know what it is. We're coming with something so dope, so clean. I can't wait. I can't wait. So without further ado, we'll kick it back over to Q so he can introduce somebody special. And I am Q. I'm the host of this podcast, and together we are the Dope Nerds. Ladies and gentlemen, I had an intro planned, but I I, I can't do it. Yo, <laughs> we have a very special guest here today. Extremely special guest. He has voiced so many characters from our childhood, our, our anime existence. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Kyle Air Bear. Before you do that, uh, excuse me, sir, as you introduce yourself, can you please, just for our new viewers, our new listeners, those who are unfamiliar with how to say your last name, can you go ahead and uh, give that to us, please? Absolutely. See, I uh, I was originally born in Louisiana, so it's a Cajun French name, Bear, like a bear's attacking. So the H is silent and the E's like an A. So let's think like Stephen Colbert, Kyle Bear. Oh, my God. There you go. Sounds good. <laughs> Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. My, oh, I hate to say this. I haven't said it on the podcast yet. <clears throat> My full name is Hubert. <clears throat> and uh, so when I learned some French, somebody said, it's Uber. And I said, sure, I agree. I want to listen. I want to learn. So I do see that similarity. See, Uber, you can shorten it to Oob, which sounds like Dragon Ball Z's character, Oob. Oh, you know. People call you Oob from now on. We have to redo the intro right now. <laughs> <laughs> we got Irv. We got Q. We got... Oob. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so how, how? So you you've been in the business for a long time. Uh, it's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> years. Um, I know that you have really touched my childhood when I was a kid. That was a cool. long time ago. <laughs> but uh, if you had to pick one of your favorite characters that you've done. Which one would you be? Like, which one would you say would be the funnest role you had? Oh, man. Golly. Well, Gohan has been, of course, the longest running one. It's led to everything else. And anytime I get to work on a Dragon Ball game or show or just the franchise in general is just like makes me giddy because that's where my career started. I was a fan of Dragon Ball first and then I got to be on it. And that was just <laughs> unreal. Talk about two bucket list things right there. Getting to work on something you're a fan of and yeah. it happens to fall in line with your career path. What? And so, yeah. yeah. And then which eventually led to other things like Naruto and Bleach and all this stuff, Gurren Lagan, uh, and then being Ryu and Street Fighter. That led to having a cameo in Wreck-It Ralph. So it's like yeah. another bucket list. Getting to be on a Disney movie without having to be some big movie star or celebrity, you know? <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely. I mean, you have the talent, you know? Um, ah, I, thank you. I heard that you was a DJ beforehand. Yes, absolutely. I was on the air. I was, uh, let's see, golly, I was DJing on all sorts of different things. Everything from jazz to classic country to top 40 to heavy metal to kids radio. 
What? <laughs> I went from a syndicated nationwide hard rock heavy metal format called Xerox, and then when it went off the air, Radio Disney started. And then I just picked up from there and did the same kind of show, but uh, a little bit cleaner for the kids. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I definitely I did. remember that. Oh, you remember that? Yeah, I, my DJ name was Squeege. So wow. I used to, uh, used to do my show initially from what I we would pretend, you know, we're in different places and all that theater of the mind stuff. So I had a spaceship called the Intergalactic Boombox, and now I use that name for the title of my Geek News podcast, which I host by myself. It's just me and all the voices in my head, not <laughs> the characters you know me for because I would get sued. I'd use original <laughs> characters, and I'll overlap them to make it sound like there's multiple people in the room. So, uh, yeah. That's where that all began. But yeah, I was I was had such a blast being on the radio. I was getting to interact with uh, live callers on the air, you know, all kids basically. But mm. I had a lot of creative freedom. So I was doing all sorts of different voices. So imagine if you mashed up Jim Carrey and Robin Williams. And that okay. was my DJ style. So it's oh. like constantly like, hi, I'm multiple personality. What's going <laughs> to come out of my lips? You know. <laughs> You know, I did listen to it earlier this week, and I definitely I saw that you said that somewhere else that it was all you, and I just was like, "There's, there's no way." Obviously, your talent speaks for itself. But oh, thank, thank you, you. thank you. <laughs> I have a blast putting it together. In fact, that's what I was doing before we did the show today, and I I'm almost wrapped with this Friday's episode. It drops one a, one a week, and I'm all excited to see what people think. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was listening to the, I was listening to your podcast and uh, Ken Spiracy is my favorite character. Oh, you like him, huh? He's yeah. Jay Jonah Jameson, basically. Yeah, that, that was. That was <laughs> yeah, I thought he had such a. He was such an interesting. Uh, was that was that an intentional like? Um, yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, because Jay Jonah Jameson is uh, grouchy. I got to voice him on a on a mobile game and uh, Marvel Online many years ago. And I just remembered that, you know, it's like, hey, you sound like the guy who plays J. Jonah Jameson. It's like, cool. And then that ended up being a, a, a boon because they wanted someone that sounded like the actor. Uh, but obviously they couldn't afford him. So it's like, I'm cheaper. So I come on <laughs> and just imitate him. And that came to mind. It's like, I got a name for a conspiracy theory. And I just want to call him Kenspiracy and have him be like J. Jonah Jameson who's always out there thinking like, oh my God, I'm crazy. Oh, you think I'm crazy. I know what I'm talking about. So he's like Alex Jones meets J. Jonah Jameson combined. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun to do. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I would, in your life, I would be interested every day, of, every day of my life. Cause the, the creative mind that you have is just to the point where like, you can just enjoy your time by yourself and have a blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't like to be left to their own devices. It's like, I'm afraid to spend time by myself. It's like, well, especially during a pandemic, you're gonna have to spend some yeah. time by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can do that, and yeah, the creative juices are flowing, which always sounds really disgusting, but people know what you mean when you say creative juices. So it's like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm gonna squish out some creativity. Speaking and of weird. people will like it. Yes. <laughs> I saw your TikTok. <laughs> about the characters one? uh the ones from four years ago the little squishy squishable triangle oh yeah yeah my my grocery gang character gooey that was my first <laughs> <account>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
that's literally <laughs> what I got to do in the recording sessions. And the director and the cast would just crack up. And it's like, I can't, but they're paying me to do this. This is weird. <laughs> uh, so we have tons of questions. And I know I might be interrupting Big Irv over here, but it, you bring these characters to life. Like you just give them a whole new uh, soul. And if you could bring one of the characters that you've already voiced to life, like maybe in a live action movie, who would it be and who would play them? <laughs> who would play them? See, boy, I'm I'm fighting with myself now because I'm, <laughs> I just don't think anime really works in live action. Now, I haven't seen Cowboy Bebop. I don't know if that's any good. I, it's on the list. Have, yeah, it, it doesn't have the greatest reviews. But then again, none of them ever do. Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> oh, that movie uh, that shall not be named. Uh, oh, I'm editing man. this. I'm, I'm cutting that out. Sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, Kamina would be pretty awesome. Golly, I don't know. Who could play him? Ryan Reynolds? I don't know. <laughs> That's, I'm just spitballing. I don't really know. I mean. Those are, all good. are you working on anything now? Am I working on things? Oh, I'm always working on things. I just can't talk about them until they come out. I understand that. Okay. I understand okay. that. But rest assured, there's stuff that came out. The, the rec what recently came out on Netflix was the final season arc of Seven Deadly Sins. So yes. Wrapping up as Escanor, the lion sin of pride. That is and, amazing. Uh, Which is one of my favorite characters. Like, <laughs> when he turns into the one, like, it's just... The rasp in your voice, beautiful. No sound system can handle it. You almost blew my speaker. THX certified. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's truly uh, amazing what you did with that character. Uh, Thank you. Do you ever feel like you have to, like, it's easier to do so because you have a little bit of that personality inside you, like every character you do? Well, uh, I don't remember ever auditioning for it. I think I was what they called cold cast, where they just come to you saying, we have a character we'd like you to play. And any actor is going to go, yay, work. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're freelance. You never know where the next paycheck's coming from. And they said, we got a juicy one for you. He's actually got two different versions. He's got this meek little timid shy version. And then this big muscular, my abs have abs version. It's like, <laughs> ooh, great scenery to chew. So yeah, that was... It was really awesome to play humble, meek little Escanor. And then the sunshine, the sun comes out, and then, like, he's big, he's bad, he's manly. Prideful, <laughs> too. So, yeah. Oh, Lots so, of fun. Which, uh, which character has inspired you the most that you've played? I would probably say Kamina from Gurren Lagann, because mm. he's one of those that helped a lot of people. And even though it's a one season show and a couple of movies, uh, it seems to have staying power. It, mm. it first came out in what, 2008, 2009? And the dub came out and aired on Sci Fi Channel back then as we were producing it. So it was like real quick assembly line stuff, but the cast really brought it and the screenwriters and the director, Tony Oliver. And we really knew that we were working on something special and mm. uh, how positive. Kamina is an inspiring Simone on his journey. And even though things don't end well for Kamina himself, mm. 
his spirit resonates throughout the show and and is and has touched so many people and i hear time and time again when i go to conventions or or do online panels with with fans and all that or uh, they'll tell me about how life has changed how they were depressed in a bad place and then that performance and that show really brought them back and gave them some perspective to really rethink things and yeah. you know getting to do that that's real that's i that's icing on the cake right there oh yeah absolutely oh, i agree cool. We talk about a lot of the impact that we have. That's what one of the driving forces, because we do this on a regular basis, talk about nerd stuff, talk to whoever we could. Um, sure. And it's very important. We want to reach out to everyone. And this question comes from a, a bit of soul searching that we had during quite a few of our meetings. Um, what, especially, okay, first of all, I should say, I, I do some small time acting. I do some background for TV and shows, some very small voice acting. I do audible, blah, blah, blah. Nothing to what you can handle at this point. So for me, for everyone listening, for anyone who needs to hear it, what is the best life advice you have ever been given? Mm, life advice. Golly. Well, I was going to say, as far as voice acting goes specifically, mm -hmm. uh, the late, great Jack Angel, who is actually was the husband of my, my voiceover agent, um, he always said, treat the job treat the audition like it were the job. So think of it this way. What's your job as a voice actor to audition? Mm -hmm. If you make the gig, it's worth it. And nine times out of 10, you're not going to make it. So think of it this way. You're doing your job and you're one step closer to booking it. And that's always stuck with me. And then just, just sticking to your dreams. It's a cliche for a reason. Because mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted to do voiceover and be a DJ on the radio ever since I was a little kid. So what I didn't know, and which I could go back in time, was not be so shy and introverted. I, I totally relate to introversion. That That's me. <laughs> uh, but have, working in voiceover gave me confidence to do public speaking and to, to just do it with a lot of eyes watching you, which when I was a kid, I was like, I don't know. I can't memorize dialogue. And in theater, live theater, everyone says they get high on the rush of a live audience reacting to your performance. I'm sure that's awesome. But what if you forget your line? <laughs> and I'm like, I can't forget the line. And the script's always in front of you in voiceover. So if you have something in life that you want to try and you're curious about, take those steps because Either it's going to work or you're going to have one hell of an awesome story to tell how you failed spectacularly because you got life experience out of that. You've mm. got something positive, whether it worked in the way you thought it would or didn't. So try things, because if you don't try things, you're going to end up regretting and nobody wants to be regretting anything. Yeah, that's uh, one of the quotes I listened to in my morning. <laughs> routine is Denzel Washington when he's talking about the uh, you're at the end of your life and your your wasted potential come to you as three spirits and they're standing over in like you could have brought us to life but you wasted that uh, I, so I, I thought that was very powerful what you just said it's... yeah thank you is not <laughs> enough to, to encapsulate how oh. we feel about that <laughs> oh. well that's kind man you know I if you get success in life, I firmly believe in paying it forward. So whether you're sharing your experiences with the next generation or people that, you know, it's important to stay humble and grounded because you say, oh, I don't have enough. 
And like when you work as an actor or an artist, any sort of creative venture, musician, magician, whatever, you get that rush. And it's like, I just want to maintain that high. So that's the closest thing to drug addiction I'll ever know. It's like, I want to chase that high. But it's like, I always want more. But if I don't have it, then you start having self-doubt. But remember, no matter where you are in life, there's someone that wishes they are where you are now. And you got to stay humble about that. It's like I have been given so much in 21 years of doing this career. There's so much further I want to go. And I've seen other people who've been in the industry a lot less than I have go way past where I'll ever be. And it's, it's, you know, you're human, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so envious, but you, you're proud also because you're in a community that's, that's supportive of each other. We're all on that same journey. We, we all love what we do and we always strive to be better. Even if it doesn't lead to a gig, you gotta, you gotta just keep pressing on and that will reward you in spades, you know, putting out to the universe, positive energy as opposed to negative energy. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, are you, you, so you still watch anime to this day, right? It's been a while, actually. There's not enough hours in the day. The, the last anime I watched was the season one of My Hero Academia, and I watched my episodes as Fat Gum. <laughs> <laughs> you see the little guy behind you? I was like, is that, is that Fat that him. That's him. And I got his uh, Funko Pop the day it came out. Not me, because I was traveling to a con, but my good buddy Tim in, in Dallas, Texas, went to a GameStop and went to another GameStop. He got one for himself, and he found another one. It's like, oh, my gosh, thank you. That's what I've been signing most of. And when I go to these cons nowadays, it's like people coming up with this exclusive figure. It's like, how many did they make? Because, boy, I signed a lot of them. That's one of my favorite characters from my hero. He's a, he's a big lovable dude. I mean, I know yeah. he becomes fit gum, but then he goes back to being fat gum again. And I don't know if that's because he keeps eating fattening foods, having, you know, who wants candy? You know, I don't know if that's what's going on. <laughs> it's like, that's a cool superpower. As long as you don't mind getting your butt handed to you, but yeah. then it's like, I'm going to get stronger. Ooh, and I, I got what it takes, man. Yeah. That's a cool power. Oh man. Fatgum definitely is one. It is one of my favorite, uh, my heroes. Uh, I, I'm more of a fan of the pro heroes than I am the actual main characters. Oh, okay. Like, I'm, you know, I me, mean, I'm a Zawa, a Zawa fan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. All Might. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Fatgum, I think should be Fatgum should be a teacher. You know, yes. Yes. Helped the police department before, but I mean, I think his knowledge and experience would be helpful to the students and, and the guy knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you definitely worked on my favorite anime of all time, which is Naruto. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Naruto is truly, uh -oh. I mean, the story is amazing and the, the buildup of Kiba was truly amazing as well. Um, he, he always uh, tried his hardest and wanted to succeed as much as possible. But in the end, it's kind of like plot armor and stuff like that for Naruto. It was bound <laughs> to be that gap. I mean, he's cocky, but uh, he's innately good and he is super loyal to his team. And that's mm -hmm. a great dynamic to see. And it's also been really humbling to see all the fans that that love side characters like him like that. You know, it's like on a show. Rarely is the lead character the most popular. You know, it seems like side characters or the villains or 
or other ones seem to get more more love, even though they don't have as much screen time. Mm. And it's like, I'm glad that, you know, there have been good filler episodes and some maybe not so good, <laughs> but, but some some great opportunities to fill in the gaps in the histories of those characters and flesh them out. So, uh, yeah, Kiba's one of those. You know, I'm hearing like your typecast as some of these loyal, powerful, uh, what's the integral earnest characters and yeah yeah do you have a a process for picking your roles i'm just gonna i'm sorry sorry guys i'm I'm, I'm a little no no no, go ahead go ahead (laughs) you can pick my brain that's what it's all about um honestly i i no one necessarily can just pick the jobs they get unless they're like mark hamill or something maybe (laughs) when they just have offers to choose but um auditioning is what we do, despite what we've done in the past. There's no real, you know, like, oh, look at his resume. He would be great in this role. It's more like, what is your demo or what is your audition? Show us. And we'll put it in our head as the director or the casting people. It's like, okay, does this match? Not, oh, he's not right for this or he sucks or or any of that. It's like they can think that you're a great actor and you gave a great audition, but it's just not a perfect match of what the client's looking for. And when you're left to your own devices with an audition, especially nowadays where we record from home, they just email you the audition. You record it from home and you're in a vacuum. You don't know. You're not being directed to do it a little more like this, a little more like that. And they tweak you like an in-studio live in-person audition. Those are rarely happening nowadays. Uh, so now you just have to, you get the script and hopefully there's a picture of him and a little bit, a little blurb describing what that character is like. And you just piece something together, use your acting experience, your training, your cold reading, your improv skills to put something together, make a decision, commit to it and commit it to, I almost said tape, you know, recording (laughs) an MP3, uh, and put it out to the universe. Lots of times, just because there's not enough hours in the day, casting people will say, send one good take. Once in a while, they'll say, give two or three takes. But typically, I get told for time constraints, just send your best take. And so I treat that as if I were an in-person uh, auditioner. You know, and it's like, okay, time is money. We got a lobby full of actors, and we're going to give five minutes to each person. So... I'm not going to sit here and, and just rest on my laurels and take all day to craft and edit together and Franken take Frankenstein every good take together and every phrase to make it sound like this. Oh, when that's 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 cheating yourself, that's cheating and lying to the casting people. So do the best you can in the moment. That's my process is is to put yourself in there, treat the audition as the job, and immediately divorce yourself from it. Chances are you're not going to get it anyway. So why fret about it? Just go on with your day or the next audition. Absolutely. Um, it's definitely something that you you have to get used to. Um, you know, I know my brothers are big on acting and, and things of that nature. We, as Hubie said, he does a little bit of voice acting. Uh, Stage plays and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so what, yeah. what is one role that you... Uh, you wish you could have had every single one I didn't get cast for. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I got cast for every audition, boy, I'd be I'd be like Elon Rich. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anime doesn't pay that. You'll never become a millionaire doing anime voice acting. 
And very few people make it doing any one role. There's no residuals from games or anime. Uh, people that work in cartoons, you know, they might see some residuals, some little piece of the action, a little piece of the pie, especially if it, I know I, I get residual checks. Some are big, some are small, just depends every six months from Wreck-It Ralph and Wreck-It Ralph 2. Uh, based on streaming, based on DVD sales and all that, they cut in. That's written into the contracts that they make with the agents or the voice talent. And it's like, all right, you're going to get 0.0003%, which could be a lot. It could be enough to pay a, uh, your phone bill. It could be enough to pay rent. It could be enough to pay several months' rent. You just never know. <laughs> so, I, um, yeah. I definitely, uh, wow, I totally went blank. <laughs> Still starstruck, yeah. It's, it's hard. I, oh, it, oh. It's nah. I poop and pee like everyone else. I just have a cool job. So you <laughs> think that cool toilet. <laughs> there'd be more money in anime voice acting because anime has almost like a cult following. Following, you know, honestly, you know what I mean. Like you have your diehard Goku fans who, no matter what, he will win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it like. I've seen it escalate to uh, full-blown screaming matches uh, between good friends, you know? like, like That dude, was last you're... episode. Drop it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, one argument you won't get from me is Piccolo is Gohan's real dad. Hey, ah. Yep. yep. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Adopted, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> he took him under his wing. He's also proven to be a better husband. A better father. A, uh, he's just better. He's just plain better. And I think he's, he's as strong better. as not stronger. Akira Toriyama is not giving him his day. He is due. Make Gohan great again. Let him show up in next year's movie and let him come back and show what everyone's known all along. He's yeah. He can totally surpass his dad. He, he's he got what it takes. He just hadn't been given the opportunity. In the Cell games, that was the... That, that's The rumor that's I heard actually, was that Oh my gosh! In the cell games, he was supposed to take over as the now, main character. I think uh, I think what happened was premature transformation. Uh, so <laughs> you gotta <laughs> uh, that helped him then. Would have helped him during the boo one too. Let me tell you, fight you? No, I want to kill you. He should have totally killed him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Sorry, I was let, a little distracted. Let's be honest. I was looking for That's those hats. <laughs> That's probably one of the greatest moments in Dragon Ball Z history. Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball, GT, any Dragon Ball universe. When he does the one-armed Kamehameha wave. Yes. You can't get better than that. (laughs) You can't. I mean, what would get better for me from an egotistical standpoint of view is, is if I voiced him as a kid, which I didn't. I didn't voice him until he went to yeah. high school. So mm. I, that wasn't me during the Cell Saga. That was originally Stephanie Nadolny. And then the later dub of Kai and uh, through the current games is Colleen Klinkabeard. But I've signed many a kid Gohan because that's he's the most popular version of the character. And oh, I yeah. tell I tell fans that and they're like, no, nah, cool. It's still your character. It's just a different version of him. It's like. I'll well, take it. Just, yeah. In the teen years, when he went through his sabbatical, yeah, um, <laughs> you did not. The Saiyan Man, the great Saiyan Man. I, they, the writers definitely let him down. <laughs> they did, but man. I had a blast. I had a blast. I know he's the Jar Jar Binks of Dragon Ball, 
But boy, did I have a fun time getting to just ham it up like guardian of the city, protector of justice, you know, doing his hammy fake, you know, <laughs> welcome to the hall of justice, the, you know, the super friends sort of a fake superhero wearing his motorcycle helmet. It's like, why is he so afraid to show the world that he can fly, that he's, you know, yeah, like hours. At this point, you would think that everybody knows about this. Yeah. You remember King Furry during the Cell Saga? It's like, yes, we believe that the Elder that was my that was my role. I mean, I was the voice of that King Furry. I was the uh, the dude in in charge that speaking whatever cat bear thing <laughs> was addressing the human citizens. So it's like yeah. if they accept that as reality, they can accept a dude who can fly and shoot energy beams out of his hands. I mean. Kind of no one remember when they were little. Every other week, aliens falling out of the sky and yeah. trying to destroy your planet. Exactly. <laughs> you can't believe you believe that Herschel is the one that saves beam. the day constantly. That's what yeah. You they can shoot laser beams, but they can't fly. No, that's that's irrational. <laughs> <laughs> At least they took the fights out of it, unlike Man of Steel, where they just you know. Have Dragon Ball Z fights in the middle of Metropolis. Listen, when I was watching that movie, I'm just looking at it like so many people have died during the, the this fight. Like you I'm, saved no one. Like no. Yeah. I mean, uh, they've proven with special effects, they can definitely do Super Saiyan fights. So when you saw, you saw the Matrix, Matrix 2, Matrix 3. Mm. Uh, Matrix 4 is coming out. Matrix 4 next month. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah Super I, Saiyan levels definitely approachable. Have you seen any of the, of the, uh, the YouTube fan films of Dragon Ball Z? Uh, a little bit. I don't know. I get them confused because there seems to be a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> what do you look at? There's a, what is it called? I think, uh, Light Marvel of Bruce? Hope. Oh, no. No, no. It's an actual live action fan film. It's called oh, Light yeah. of Hope. It's, uh, uh, it's Trunks' story. Um, mm -hmm. You get to see um, future Gohan. And, it, and uh, I thought it was really cool because they, they the way they did the Super Saiyan, it actually felt realistic and then you compare it to that movie that shall not be named and it's like what happened <laughs> yeah i remember when they first made they announced that fox was making that movie oh i asked funimation i said like hey wouldn't that be cool if they hired me as the narrator to like narrate the trailer mm. And they never heard back from Fox. Fox wanted nothing to do with Funimation or their voice actors or any sort of wink or nod to the success of the dub mm. in North this America. like Ong. Um. But, you know, um. yeah. They And it turns out that that was a blessing. Yes! <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it might have been actually worth watching, in all honesty, if they would have did uh, partnered with Funimation. Or uh, you. <laughs> Just yeah. you. But, hey, you know... When you whitewash a show and have a bad script, I mean, if they had all Asian characters, the script's still bad. Okay, yeah. so it would still be a, it just wouldn't work. It's just a horrible adaptation all around. So mm. let's yeah. go back to the drawing oh. board. <laughs> <laughs> they well, had Goku at six foot. Go ahead, <laughs> fatality. Go ahead. 
Like, by, by my understanding, he's supposed to be like a toddler size. Like, <laughs> no, no. Before we get into the the movies that shall not be named, um, there are okay. Whew, I'm gonna reel it back in. First of all, we want to say as a group, thank you again. We're about halfway through. It's felt like five minutes. Thank you so much for just being here. It's very important. Sure. You've already said it. Like sharing your experiences, sharing those gifts. That's what we want to do, and that's what we want to share. Good deal. Good deal. We're going to throw you a ringer. We want to just know because we're trying to dig into you personally. Um, besides voice acting, what other talents that you're willing to share do you possess? Well, I've gotten better with audio production, so I play with that a lot on my podcast. I love podcasting. Other talents. I can play drums, but my drums are sitting in storage back in Dallas because li I've lived in an apartment my entire adult life. So there's no one I could play. I mean, yeah, I could, I could, if I wanted to spend a lot of money and get a nice electronic set and just put headphones on, I guess I could. I haven't really gone that way because I usually end up just investing on upgrading my equipment, especially now trying to keep things broadcast quality from home in my walk-in closet. So <laughs> that's one of those other things. It's like, it would have been fun. And I used to do this with my friends back in high school. We just have jam sessions and that's the only thing I could do. I can't read music. I just play by ear. I'm a big Rush fan, so Neil Peart, the greatest drummer of all time. I look up to all drummers, John Bonham and all these different people from from different eras. But um, that's something that I would enjoy. I don't know if I'd be talented at it, but I am fascinated by movies. I love movies, movie trivia, the making of movies. Doing Foley, I think that would be fun. The people that do sound effects, they sit there on a sound stage and they they take boots and shoes and dub in yeah. all the sounds of people yeah. walking and crinkling of leather coats and and making stuff up for Star Wars. It's like, OK, we need a, spa a spaceship sound. OK, get that salad bowl, that electric razor and put it inside the salad bowl and then sample that into your your synthesizer. I'll be right back. So <laughs> I, uh, if anybody has ever listened to our podcast. Um, I have a big problem with Star Wars. Oh, God. Here we go. There's a lot of problems. Absolutely. Uh, especially the last trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. I truly cannot stand Kylo Ren's <laughs> character. He reeled it in. Oh, my God. Yeah, he didn't you say can't? it. You don't I think can't. that Luke was whinier? You don't think <laughs> that Luke was whinier? Or Anakin? <laughs> His character was so poorly written. I, I was just like, wow. Well, pardon me, sir. You speak for yourself. <laughs> I, hey. It's it's fine. You know what? Lucasfilm made up for it with The Mandalorian. I believe that John Favreau and that whole creative team, they know what they're doing. That yes. felt like that felt like I am back in the Star Wars universe now. This feels great. And the book of Boba Fett, oh my God, I can't wait. Oh, I've oh, seen that great. trailer. That trailer is... Okay, Man. so those who listen to the podcast and those who don't, I am always behind. Y'all didn't tell me there was a trailer. What is this Boba Fett? Are you serious? I trust Bro, him more than I trust you two right now. I no, sent it no, to you. You know what? I want to hear it. I, I sent it to you. You know when? what? Okay, that's all right. We'll do, we will talk about this after, sir. Facts. All right. <laughs> so who is your favorite character in Star Wars? And like, it was, where, have you always been a fan of Star Wars? Oh, or is yeah. that something? Dude, I'm old. I saw Star <laughs> Wars in the theater in 1977. I was eight or nine years old. Mm. And talk about, everyone tells you, it. my life was different. It was transformed. And it totally was. I'd seen sci-fi shows and movies before mm -hmm. that. 
But sci-fi in the 70s wasn't a big thing until Star Wars came along. And wow. And yeah, that's what? Crazy. And yeah, I saw every movie in the theater. When I was little, I saw Empire Strikes Back. And back then, it was three years between every movie. So Empire Strikes Back ends. And it's like, no! (laughs) (laughs) And then Jedi Um, comes out, and I'm like, parts of it are great. Parts of it are awful. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Why are teddy bears better warriors than Stormtroopers? Okay, all right. And he said that those was his elite warriors. (laughs) He said my elite warriors are down there right now. (laughs) <laughs> a yeah. koala bear yeah a and bear I, just took on, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i went and saw day one of the prequel even though i went into it and came out going "Ugh." well maybe they'll get it right next time Ugh. <laughs> but now i'm talking to generations that grew up that is the star wars for them yeah, they saw the first. prequels first yep. and mm. it's a generational thing i get it us oldies are like star wars from the 70s man and then kids from now are like, God, that's so dated. Oh, it's so cheesy. <laughs> but when you're a kid, I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Star Wars is definitely one of my favorite series. But uh, do you prefer Star Wars or Star Trek? I enjoy Star Trek. I enjoyed the movies. I enjoyed Star Trek The Next Generation. Then I started just like losing interest after mm. that. I have not watched... Enterprise, Discovery, Voyager, uh, the new one. I haven't even watched Picard, and I feel like shame because I love Patrick Stewart, and I love Picard Mm. as a character. But no, it's – I as a kid, I would watch Star Trek. I I remember watching that before Star Wars came out. Mm. But, yeah, I believe that both can exist in the universe. It's like you don't have to just be loyal to one brand. Come on, as a gamer (laughs) – I think there's a lot of great Xbox games, but I happen to play PlayStation because there's more games I like on there. And I like Switch because there's games where you can only get on Switch. They're all capable of making great things. Oculus Quest 2. So, Mm. you know. Mm. We're not going to find you at the next convention snapping your fingers like West Side Story. Choosing a side. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) Yeah. You never know. You never know. I'm like... I'm I'm Switzerland, man. I'm neutral. You, uh, you you show me greatness. It is what it is. It's like I'm an iPhone guy, but man, Android makes great stuff. Yes. Yeah. Good answer. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars. Star Wars was definitely a big part of my life. Yeah. Uh, I I grew up watching it. I'm actually I'm an Anakin fan, but not a Darth Vader fan. Ooh. Okay. Um... So, so, so my favorite, my favorite, favorite Sith Lord is definitely Darth Maul. I feel like he got cheated. <laughs> he did get cheated. And call me crazy, but I did enjoy Solo. I thought that was a good movie. Thank you. Do you hear that? Do you hear uh, that, guys? It's going in the podcast this season. We're done. It's in there. Rogue One's better. I yes. did like Rogue One better. Rogue One is definitely, especially Darth Vader's scene at the end. Oh my Rogue God, One. yeah. And that was one of the <laughs> last things they shot because the the uh, early test screenings weren't, weren't working and the studio's like, fix this now. Mm. And that's what they fixed it with. 
Oh my God, that's one of the greatest scenes in the whole franchise. Yes, <laughs> it makes the suspense make sense. When his lightsaber comes out and it's through the smoke and everything, that was just a beautifully, beautifully done scene. Beautifully. And then yeah, you, I, you you watch episode four right after that, and then it's clunky and like, <laughs> ooh, this is awkward. <laughs> You're like, wait a second, this is not what I remember. On no. I I feel like those actors were actually terrified at that moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I would have been. Tell I mean, this. Yeah, it was. Hey, you guys are gonna go in this hallway and then just wait for something. But but yeah, it's like I know. Okay, Solo's not the most popular amongst this group, but wasn't it cool to see Darth Maul back? Come on. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Listen, Darth Maul. Like I said, Darth Maul. I truly believe in the prequels got so slighted. Um, he he could have been in possibly at least another movie. Now I haven't watched any of the Clone Wars or any of that, and I know he comes back. Is it good? Is it kind of like a character redemption? Is it like this oh, is it, what should have happened? It, it is good. It it kind of fills in the gaps between um, when when well after he supposedly was killed, and then well he didn't actually die. So like uh, here you go. We'll give you this, and he has. Um, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. It's great. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it'll, it'll be some time, but it's worth it. Okay. I'm, I'm just glad they realized their mistake by, by making him so short-lived. <laughs> it was like, let's let's bring him back. The fans want to see more. Yeah, um, it's like, George, come on. It's like, why is everyone like uh, Boba Fett? It's just a throwaway character. And like, no, you threw him away. <laughs> <laughs> we liked him. Look, Boba Fett was great. He has the worst... Death slash exit of the entire franchise. Whoa, you know. Just... <laughs> no, just no. <laughs> I was complete, um, complete with a sarlacc burp. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh my god. Did you um play any of the video games for Star Wars? I did. Uh, golly, goes back to like. Is it Battlefront? The original, like on PSP, I think I played. Yeah. Yes. Me too. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> yes. Awesome. Good choice. And then Battlefront <laughs> uh, on PlayStation 4, although I'm more of a Call of Duty first-person shooter. And it's, it's a little bit sluggish for me, but it is great to see Star Wars done so well as a game, mm. for sure. Um, I haven't, I don't have... I don't have a PlayStation VR, so I don't know what I'm missing with the Star Wars thing. You're getting to fly around, what, in an X-Wing or do I the trench it. battle? I'm going to tell you right now, mm-hmm. they limited it to a controller. It is not as fun as it looks, and I'm so disappointed. Ah, boo! Yeah. But the Vader's fun. Try the Vader. That's, that's exactly what it looks like. The Vader Immortal series, it's always on sale on Oculus. It's like, hmm, $15 for all three. Should I? Is it going to be that fun to just do that? Actually, I hate to say it, yes. I don't even play VR for more than 15 minutes at a time because I kind of get sick. But I, I think you should stream it. Wait, do you do you have a Twitch? I believe I, I saw it. I couldn't click I the link on your page. It's dead. Ah. Oh, the link is dead? Where? Where's the link dead? Find out and I'll fix it. Because my Twitch is Gohan with your own bad self. I did see that. That's awesome. 
That's That's awesome. My channel. I stream tonight, in fact, at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. I stream games. I do AMAs. Do a little both. Uh, Yeah, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Sundays. Go on with your own bad self. So I can search it. Viewers, listeners, definitely search it. Um, I'm sure the link will be fixed soon. It might have just been that one or two times, but that and another one. We'll, We'll talk about it after this. Yeah, yeah, sure. Are you looking forward to anything like releasing soon? Like I'm talking about like movies that you're you're really interested oh. in or uh December's gonna be huge. Spidey, Matrix. Uh yep. Yep. Uh, yep. golly, what else am I looking forward to? Spidey's on... gonna be a, a a game changer. I think so. Definitely. Uh, it's definitely gonna be like they said, they said it's going to set up the phase four. It, it, I I heard rumors of a Miles Morales movie, possibly due to this movie. Um, that would be great to see as well. Hey, if they bring him into Into the Spider-Verse, the sequel, I'll be happy because that's one of the best Spidey movies right there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Into the Spider-Verse? Amazing. Oh the the yeah. cast was amazing. So well yeah. done. So the voice acting was on point. Yeah, uh, soundtrack was immaculate. Yeah, top to bottom, that was a great movie. And the visuals, the animation de- developed for it, man. Mm. You watch on a 4K TV, it's like, whoa, yes, <laughs> those <laughs> colors pop. But yeah, I I may be a minority here, but uh, as far as the current crop of theatrical Marvel movies, I haven't seen them, so I can't truly judge them. But my interest is not near what it is for the Disney Plus shows, like. I love all those shows, and Hawkeye's really off to a good start, but I did not see Shang-Chi, Black Widow, or The Eternals. Uh, Shang-Chi was great. I I truly enjoyed that. Okay. Uh, The the Disney shows, though, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision was a little hard to get into for me. Before we go any further, our historian... Big Herb over here is usually ahead of the rest of us. Then there's Q, and then a couple weeks later, it's me. So if it's out, he's the one. So sorry, Herb, I just had to let him know. <laughs> uh, Shanti is definitely one of the ones that I truly enjoyed. Um, it t- it has so many Easter eggs. If you ever get a chance to watch it, please do. Uh, but as far as like the TV shows, Loki's probably my favorite one mm-hmm. so far. It, it was just so beautifully written. That was only the actual only one that was like, when season two coming out? Like, let's get it going right now. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know how everybody else feels though. Uh, yes, yes, sir. We actually that's the only one that we actually did a podcast about. Um, our listeners can go back if you want to. We can send it to you as well. We did every episode. We lost a couple of footage because we were so excited and messed up the audio. But uh, you know, first season we were learning. <laughs> it's all good man i liked wandavision just uh i i was there week to week and the first two they're a little bit of a slog i guess like ah, oh, this sitcom from the 50s yeah they nailed it but it's not mm. funny it's not yeah. entertaining. it's like, like let's, let's stick one and two together maybe do it for about t- 10 minutes maybe and it's like all right i got the gist let's move on let's let's, let's go keep through. going let's go through like, the sitcom for the decades faster <laughs> yeah, I think I'm more interesting. It's like you don't really need a season two. It's like, all right, she's gonna pop up in Doctor Strange, you know. So I would we'll love what... to have you voicing one of the uh, the other Stranges, like in What If or something. You just popping up as a narrator. Oh my gosh, 
Could you imagine Nobody next time on Loki? That's right. That's right. Oh my God. That's a great thing, man. To, to be the watcher. Oh, <laughs> oh man. man, that would be, that'd be crazy. Cause that'd think be about perfect. it. The watcher is us. We're, yeah. we're all the people who can't control anything. All we can do is watch it. So mm. we have a cool voice though. Don't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. That was, that was definitely, uh, Loki was definitely one of my favorite ones. Um, like I said, uh, yeah. the ending was truly twisting. Like, oh, yeah. I, I don't know about y'all, but did you see it coming? Like the Easter eggs and everything like that? Oh, no. No. Nothing. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. I'm, I was... a, I'm a blank, blank, uh, blank slate. It's like, uh, I don't know what's going to come my way. Anything, literally anything is possible. So. Oh, how, man. how do you feel about them uh, displaying the major villain in one of the TV shows? Was that something that you that you enjoyed, or is that something that you was like, because uh, they uh, Kang the Conqueror mm-hmm. supposed to be one of the villains in the movies? Yeah, um, I really like the performance. Yes. Uh, he's not the type of villain but i mean i see why they went that way because it's like mm. anything else the twirling mustache the muahaha been there done that seen it bought the t-shirt okay what <laughs> what else can you do and marvel suffers from this sometimes admittedly that not all their bad guys are all that interesting or three-dimensional sometimes they're little one notes and they're not all you know out the park the way that a lot of the movies as a whole are mm. so Verdict is out. I mean, I, I I can't decide because we don't know where Kang's going yet, but uh, I'm interested. I'd watch. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, phase four is going to be truly amazing. I, I, I heard recently that Scarlett Johansson and Disney settled their dispute, uh, and they're supposed to be coming out with another movie with her. Uh, well, I, mm, I saw some. I read another article about that today. We'll get to that. Like, it, it's phase four is definitely going to be crazy. Yeah, I can't wait for more Thor. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying that because Thor was the least interesting Marvel character to me, and the then and then Ragnarok came out. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> they make him funny. That that's that is making him interesting. Taika Waititi and. That whole crew and they're back for love and thunder. It's like, all right, I'm all son right. of Odin. He he was like, <laughs> he said, I didn't want to miss. <laughs> like what you said earlier with the side characters. What was his name? Grok or Gronk? The Rock character oh, who Korg. Korg, Korg yeah. Korg. Oh, sorry, I like the keyboard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's actually voiced by Taika Waititi, the director. But yeah, uh, hello, my name's Korg, and uh, yeah, he's a Kiwi from New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so friendly. Absolutely love it. Thank you for your love. Go ahead, Hubie. I I I had uh, quite a few questions. I mean, we, we're jumping around. It's just part of our nerd culture. We're excited. We're glad to have you. Um, one of one of my last questions that I will personally ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to look through because I put it at the bottom. So I didn't ask you in the beginning. Okay. Yes. Oh my gosh. I put it at the top. I'm a fool. Uh, you've talked about anime. You talked about a little bit about video games. You talked about what you've grown with, what you like and Marvel. 
Yeah. You're a nerd. You're you're part of the community, obviously. You're not just an actor filling a role. Full frontal nerdity. Full frontal nerd. See? Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite medium of nerd? Uh I mean figures, anime, movie, comics, blah blah blah. And Oh, okay. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. No, I'll wait. <laughs> uh probably movies and and then tv too because with streaming services i'm noticing things like you know justice league snyder cut it's great as a netflix miniseries for the people who think it's oh it's too long i think it's great Mm -hmm. and they cut it at just the right time to have four netflix episodes (laughs) i think it works and i loved it especially black uh, and white go ahead what's your favorite movie of all time Mm, probably old school Star Wars, 1977, back before they called it A New Hope. <laughs> it, just, it just changed everything. And, you know, I'm fans of so many different directors and genres. Me and my wife, are we love sci-fi. We love horror, uh, action movies. You know, John Wick's amazing. Ooh. You know, come on, Die Hard. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Bruce yes, Willis. It it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> Okay, so he asked you the question. We had, we had this before. There are rules. We went with non-Disney animated, animated, and live action. Do you think you could fill those gaps for us? Disney animated. Golly, does Toy Story count? Because they do own Pixar. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Toy Story. So I think the original Toy Story trilogy, I think that's perfect. I didn't see part four. I don't know. I can't Same. speak to its quality. Honestly, I mean, it was good, okay. but they could have did without it. Yeah. Yeah, not yeah. necessary, right? Yeah. Toy Story 3 just went, wrapped it up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cartoon um, movie. Uh, golly. Just from a campy perspective, there's one from 1981 called Heavy Metal, but it's more for adults. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's got sword and sorcery. It's got sci-fi. It's got horror, a little bit of everything. But again, for for the grown-ups, a lot of gore, nudity, things like that. But uh, non-wise, golly, I don't know. Start spitballing some titles, guys. Maybe I can think about it more. <laughs> Rockadoodle. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> Too far back. <laughs> All dogs go to heaven. Land before time. All the Don Blues stuff. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun. Uh, oh my God. Mm. No, I'm no, trying to reach back to find two D ones because now they're all three D. They're all CG. Hmm. No, that's hard. Tough to pick. Man. But yeah. into the verse, that's way up there. Maybe that's um, Sony. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. My um, my favorite is easily uh, Train Train Day and Gladiator. Oh, nice. <laughs> No matter what. <laughs> See, to me, I mean, again, going to Loving Sci-Fi, Ridley Scott, who directed that, and he's directed so many different movies in different genres, but to me, his best will always be Alien and Blade Runner. Oh. Alien uh, is... By far one of them. As far as franchise movies, it's one of my top five. Mm. Uh, easily. Alien was just so well written and so well done. Uh, and perfectly done because it's a man in a suit and they conceal it through great creative editing, just like they did with Jaws. They had a fake shark and they knew they had a fake shark and they knew it would look <laughs> fake if you show too much of it. So mm-hmm. it was scary because they didn't show too much of it. Mm-hmm. All yeah. about the atmosphere. I oh, liked yeah, they, Alien as well. That because was definitely of the, crazy. 
the direction that they took with not telling the cast at the dinner scene. Oh, yeah. I wonder what the script did say for them. It's like, and then something happens. I'm like, what? <laughs> Joy dinner. What do you mean something happens? <laughs> why are you guys covering the equipment with uh, clear plastic? Why, why is that happening? Oh. <laughs> the realism of that moment when that happened was probably tenfold. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, before. Uh, we're about an hour in. Uh, before we sign off, I have two questions for you. Okay. Um, one, if all of your the characters that you've voice acted were to get into a fight, who do you think would win? The narrator, because he's <laughs> the he can start and stop. He can start and stop all things because of commercial breaks. <laughs> that's power. Man. We all lost that. That's, that's, that's true power. That's true yeah. power. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. And then they <laughs> stop fighting. They're just looking at each other and they're about to punch. It's like, crap. <laughs> Got to come back after school tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would be running home. Just <sighs> let me just get in here real quick. You know, you do your so homework. Mom, not yet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Q asked that question because we just started a new series called Who's Up Next? And we were doing hypothetical battles and we might bring this up. We might have to sound clip it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> please right. do. So wait, 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 no, he said please do. I have a question. I'm no, I'm interrupting you, sir. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> On behalf of the Dope Nerd podcast, could you, would you, with a fish in a dish? I can't keep rhyming. Uh, would you say next time on Who's Up Next or the sure. Dopeness? One of the or both. I don't, oh, oh, okay. Cat, okay. Back. Next time on the Dope Nerds podcast. Next Yo. time. And what was the other one? Who's next? Who's up next? Who's up next? Okay. Next time on Who's Up Next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My day has been made. Uh, oh my gosh! I, oh my god! Th uh, thank you so much. Um, final <laughs> question. Chopping onions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, final question. Uh, we ask all of our uh, interviewees who come onto the show this question: If you could have two superpowers, what would they be and why? Mm, instant transmission, definitely, because, mm. boy, I'm sick of sitting in traffic or flying on a plane or anything. I just want to instantly be where I want to be. Just yeah. blink. We'd kill That's a lot good. of jobs, unfortunately. That's a downside. It's like, oh, people <laughs> working in the automotive industry and the airlines, like, oh, well, life is a lot easier now. Mm, you have more time. Yeah. Uh, golly. I don't know about flight because I'm kind of afraid of heights. But <laughs> I mean, with this transmission, you might not need flight. <laughs> That's honestly, yeah, because, you know, Nightcrawler does that in X-Men all the time. He'll just bamf out of places. Mm. Yeah. As long as he can see the other side and it's like, I'm just going to bamf. And then suddenly he's over there. So yeah. it works we're for X-Men. That was one of mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Golly. Other superpowers. I don't know. I already have kind of a superpower because when I do character voices, mm. people melt. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> that was me. That was me. 
no matter how big and manly they are, they just squeal like giddy little schoolgirls. Like, aw. I feel so seen. Um. (laughs) (laughs) It was truly, it was truly inspiring and and humbling meeting you today for uh, this, for this. Uh, Yes, and and definitely thank you for doing this. Uh, As we all know, you've been a big part of our nerdum and we would it's like this it's been a special thank you again to you before we sign out here sorry i i'm I'm, little, I'm still a little starstruck i'm not gonna lie to you well hey man thank you guys thank you all for supporting pop culture and all the cool stuff in the world that's kept us you know on the inside track and now it's it's considered cool to be a nerd you know, we got picked on and bullied for all those years, but now it's cool. We're getting all the cool chicks, and everyone's understanding that all this stuff is great for a reason, guys. I don't know <laughs> why you turned your nose up at it before. It's great to be a fan and be involved in the industry that the fans are fans of. And <laughs> I, golly, it's just unreal. I'm so thankful that I get to do what I do for a living and feed my soul creatively and, and entertain people. And yeah, this, this is, this has been great. So I appreciate the opportunity to come on here and uh, tell my story. And of course, promote the intergalactic Boombox podcast available everywhere. You listen to podcasts and my stream on Twitch, go on with your own bad self Tuesdays, Thursdays, Sundays at 11 PM Eastern, 8 PM Pacific. If you want a personal shout out video, cameo.com slash Kyle, a bear makes a great holiday gift. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you. We couldn't have gotten enough of you. And now our viewers know where to find you listeners as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. At Kyle, a bear on Twitter and at Kyle, a bear VO on TikTok. What? <laughs> well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys enjoyed this show as much as we did. I'm still cheesing from ear to ear. I can't help it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we are the Dope Nerds, and we thank you for tuning in. You know what, Q? I know you always do this. Mm. We've been doing this for our interviews lately. Uh, If you want, just to be a part of it, we just have our outro. Q always says, Q, what do you always say? Stay dope. Yeah, you know Stay dope. Okay. Yeah, you want, you want to give that and then give a shout at the end, just a powerful. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. All right. Stay, stay dope. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit. <laughs>